This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. The state of California is hoping to see Governor Gavin Newsom and its legislature soon tackle the issue of work quotas involving algorithms. It basically plans how much employees should be working, as well as what types of breaks they should be taking. It is apparently a staple of Amazon warehouses and something which many would like to see removed. Lindsay Cameron, assistant professor of management here at the Warden School, looking at this, and she joins us right now. Lindsay, great to catch up again. Great to be here. How concerning is this type of activity by companies like Amazon? It's really concerning. You know, if people are having an algorithm as opposed to just a manager managing them, then they're not able to sort of allow for, you know, even common human allowances or dignity. Like, can I go to the bathroom? I'm having a slower day. I may not be able to, to meet this productivity metric. And so when you have an algorithm as a boss, it's just, you know, it's a hard and at times even unforgiving supervisor. And so that's what's really exciting about this new legislation that California is considering is because it can put some stock gaps around that. So lay this out, because basically what you have is, and from what I read, you have people who, you know, you have to kind of work going into the the, the facilities at the right time. You know, if, if you're preparing packages for delivery, that's not really, you know, part of your time. It's all getting into these quotas of how many packages you should be involved with over the course of the day, using the Amazon example. And, and it's really breaking things down to a second-by-second basis in what the workday should be like. Exactly. It's, you know, it's Taylorism, you know, back in the turn of the century when they had a stopwatch to make sure your movements were precisely calculated and executed. You know, how fast did you swing the pickaxe to, you know, break up the smelt iron? This is sort of Taylorism for the modern day. And there's all sorts of work that these workers do that they aren't compensated for. Like sometimes they're really long lines to get in and out of the the facility because they're going to check everybody's bags and things like that. Or being able to go to the bathroom. I mean, that time away from your post, it's not in sort of your allotted break time, all affect your productivity metric. So like I was mentioning before, there are all these other things that factor into sort of doing the work or doing work that supports you in doing the work that might be counting against you because at the end of the day, the numbers don't match whatever the algorithm says is the best sort of overall or standard metric to beat. Is this then another instance where having a union might be able to uh, prevent this type of activity? I think a union could prevent this type of activity or put regulations around it. I think managers that are active management policies that are human-centric or worker-centric could also be another way forward. You know, it's really interesting. I've been studying these workers now for uh, quite a few years. Is the the slippage or the resistance tactics that workers engage in uh, to be able to sort of circumvent the, the algorithm? Because, you know, they can't wait until, you know, these sort of, you know, these longer-term measures are taken into place. So, you know, I remember one story about a worker. He knew that when he was coming in, it was literally like maybe only a minute before his shift began. And because he couldn't, like, actually clock in on time, he'd be dinged as being late. And so he went up to his human manager and started chatting him up to, you know, what did you do last weekend? And, you know, how do you think things are going at the job? And, oh, my goodness, I can't believe we've been talking about 20 minutes and I've missed, you know, the check-in time for this shift. Do you mind, can you go into the system and make it look like I 
actually arrived here at, on time? And the manager goes, sure. So in this way, you know, people are able to use tactics uh, to evade some of the monitoring by the algorithms just, you know, because they're trying to do their day-to-day job the best way they can right now. The other issue, I guess, is the potential of rushing through projects and maybe not being as safe as probably they should be. Right. I mean, in a warehouse facility, you're working on concrete floor 20, 30 miles a day. It's sort of what average these workers are logging. And I don't care what type of shoes you're wearing. That is some tough work to be doing on concrete floor. And then you're doing the bending and the stooping and you're looking all these, you know, these little nooks and crannies because there are lots of different objects that are in the bin that you have to grab for, for Amazon. So it may not be completely obvious, you know, first what the object you're supposed to grasp. So, of course, if you're rushing around that and you have multiple people rushing around this, this space, then it increases the risk of accident. So we talk about this in the scope of Amazon, but are we seeing uh, other companies want to go to these types of, of software control programs? We're seeing algorithms being embedded in work in all different sorts of ways. So some of the ways that you might consider um, less invasive or more like a helper is like in decision-making. So, you know, when radiologists are trying to read their charts, you know, the, the algorithm will give suggestions about what they think, you know, this chart is showing or what the X-ray is showing first. But in work that we're seeing that's, you know, more manual around similar to the the Amazon work, you think about subway drivers, you think of baristas or people in retail jobs, where it's telling you what time you need to be there, um, what your productivity quota is for how many drinks or how many scarves you should sell at Ann Taylor that day. And I mean, I was just in a store yesterday and the guy came up to me and asked, um, you know, could I, could he, could he give me any help? And I said, no, no, I'm fine. And he kind of got that, you know, I didn't want to be disturbed. And he went back to his, to the cash register. And when I came to check out, I kind of like apologized. And I said, Hey, I know I was a little bit brusque. I was just trying to, you know, look at the items. He says, Oh no, they're watching me by cameras. And he pointed up, he says, I know I have to come up and ask every single customer the same thing. So there are algorithms that are tracking how much he's selling. There are surveillance cameras that are watching to make sure he comes up and greets other customers. So we're seeing this different type of electronic monitoring and lots of different types of work. And, you know, I just expect it to continue to rise. Lindsay, great to have you with us. We'll keep an eye on this, especially as uh, the state of California uh, moves this ahead. And we'll see how this plays out in other states as well. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Lindsay Cameron, Assistant Professor of Management at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.